welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, our Galavans were wandered around Sledge and got themselves some new clothes. Met a familiar potion merchant, and then also saw a man by the name of Xanthor, a rather dapper-looking fellow. They then spoke to Killsbane and also to Silver Talon. When they were settling in for the night, however, a thud happened in the middle of the room. What exactly was that thud? Who knows? Well, you might find out in a moment as we get into today's episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. I'm going to cast light to lighten up the room if it's dark out. I'm guessing it is, so. It, it, it'd probably probably be around like 2.33 in the morning. I immediately jump out of bed. Skivvies and all, or? Skivvies and all. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, all right, so, yep, so as you kind of like jump up out of bed and Flas puts a light out, you just see a eerie darkness in the center of the room that is there for a moment and then disappears. It's the reaver. I want to use my primal awareness. I want to use my bow to shoot the darkness. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, primal, your primal awareness isn't so much you actively, actively use so much as it is a natural trigger for you. It's, it's a built-in like sense because it's not something you burn. It's just there. In that case, was it an aberration, celestial, dragon, element, fey, fiend, or undead? You do not get the sensation that it was any of those things. Right. I, I make it known that uh, I use my primal awareness and it was none of those things. And, and I wonder if it's a Reaver following us. Did you use it last time with the Reaver? No, it didn't trigger then either. Any markings on the ground or anything left make on the ground? Make me a perception check, specifically for Lass. That's 12. So you've got your light out. And you like moving the light around in the room and you, you glance over to where the space that it was, which was in the center of the room as Navarth is standing there with his like loincloth around, just completely butt-ass naked beyond that, just chilling. The light is enough in the room that, that it kind of does stir before I go further. Boral, are you a heavy or a light sleeper? Ah, uh, yeah, I'll say I'm heavy sleeper, why not? This light is very bright as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite bright. So if, if anything, you're a bit like groggy. Uh, Ugo, would you say you're a light or heavy sleeper? Oh, I'm snoring like a freight train, man. <laughs> All right, so you're probably out cold. Clarky's like rubbing his eyes as he's like sat up. And yeah, so as you shine the light over into the center of the room, you notice uh, in the actual center of the room where this dark figure kind of thing was, is burned into the actual wood on the floor, a, a, a round circle with three lines from just random points pointing into the center of the circle. In the center of the circle is a four-pointed star, and inside of that is the letter A. Then there's like uh, smoke coming off. You can smell the wood that has been burnt into, and it still looks kind of hot and fresh. Lovely. Clarky, like an etch sketch is just going to pull out like paper and pencil and just go... And just on a piece of paper, fold it up, and he's going to pass it to you for last. Yes, we we should probably take this noted down and go and see good boy Silver and see if he knows anything about it. At this hour? No, not right now, like in the morning, but like, you know. Is anyone going to do anything about the burning wood or? I'll uh, try and ray a froster to cool it down or simmer it. Maybe, I don't know. I'll see if I, I'll see if I can pare it down first with my boot and that. I'll assist. I would say you wouldn't really have to really roll for that. It's just more or less just being careful enough. You can kind of like stamp it out. It's not too burnt that um, you wouldn't be able to like take care of it in that manner. You would probably just calm it down. Whatever you step on or use to kind of pat it down is charcoal-ish kind of ash just darkened onto it. You've pretty much, if you use a towel or a blanket from this point, it's ruined. Probably with a great wash though, I uh, could get it out. That brings us to today's sponsor. Uh, no, <laughs> sponsors. But basically, that's just happened in the middle of the room. I, I, I say, I think I know what this is for us. I think the A is in relation to the name. I think this is Prince Adam's doing. He's trying to remove you from the running of Prince of Gragos. This is a warning sign. This is a, well, it could be a, to me, I think it's a symbol of some, like a, another group, because if you think of Killsbane's group, he had the T. In the middle of the bear claw, so it could be another symbol like that. Ah, this is a very good point. The Avengers. Da -na -na. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, if you want to, um, Navarth, you're not really familiar too much with like natural history of like the lay of the land that you're in at the moment, but uh, Falas, if you want to do like a history check to see if it re resembles anything that you've maybe seen before, I'd be okay with that. 
That is a 10. Can I assist? Um, you can't really assist on someone's memory. You can't just walk up and say, hey, remember good. Sure. No, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do an intimidation check. You're going to intimidate for last. And roll a 11 plus 1. I slap for last in the face and say, remember, goddammit. If you need to slap me, you're going to have to roll for it. <laughs> you know what? I will allow you to roll a potential attack with no damage to see if you could maybe slap him into another position of remembering. Okay. Unarmed strike. I roll a 22. That's a hit. So you... And I slap Falas and say, God damn it, man, remember. So am I rolling again, am I? Yeah, so I want you to now roll a history check with disadvantage. Why disadvantage? Because I've just been slapped. You've just slapped him. At 3 a.m. in the morning, and he's like, you're not completely awake. It's a 12. You you kind of think it does resemble something in the same vein of, like, you, you can't gain anything that's particular from it that, that looks very distinguishable to you. But looking at it, you can kind of tell that this might belong to a group or an organization of some kind. It's too distinguished for it to be just a, a complete random thing to just be there. It doesn't look like any sort of magic, like a runic thing. It's just a mark that could be like for a group. Potentially, yeah. That, that's all you can really gather from that kind of check. All right. Right. So I slapped him for no reason. <laughs> I think we should maybe uh, take turns for the resting. Keep an eye out just in case. I'll take first watch. I, I feel bad for slapping you. <laughs> Yeah. You should. Well, I'm actually awake, so it'd be easier for you to, to go to sleep. <laughs> because you don't actually sleep for last, uh, quite generally, if you wanted to just, like, meditate, but, like, every so often just, like, peek an eye at it and whatnot, um, I, that'd be fine. I can say that that won't interrupt your long rest. Uh, whereas, Navarth, you do sleep as an elf, despite what normal things happen for an elf. Uh, you, you you would probably just go back to sleep. Ah, uh, peace. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so as you guys have, like, settled back into bed, the smell of burnt wood kind of still in the air. Navarth, it's not a smell you love by any means. Blast, you're very indifferent. It reminds me of home. <laughs> I wake up angry because of the fact that there's burning wood and I'm like, I'm going to find the people that burnt this fucking wood. Meanwhile, Clark, he's lying there and he's like, you know, he seems to be getting to sleep a little bit better. Maybe he likes the smell. I'll burn him. You have no fire spells. Yet. <sighs> Anyways. So, yep. Yeah, you guys go back to sleep and it's a pretty uneventful night. Nothing else really happens. Um, and then, yeah, the morning is yours. You wake up. And it's uh, bright and early. Clarky gets up. Before everyone else, Clarky then pulls up a chair, climbs up to the nearby windowsill and just... <laughs> Jeez, Clarky, that's sounding more and more painful every time you do it. It certainly is painful. Uh, does it, uh, no, it just sounds like he um he's not quite getting the the wake up call just yet. I guess uh, me and Navarth will let Ugor and Boral know because they slept through it. What we seen? What the fuck happened? <laughs> what is this? I woke up and seen Navarth doing satanic stuff to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I woke up was doing some satanic shit. Slapped flas. It was a whole. It was a whole time. You you wake up to the like this, this still smell of like burnt wood uh, hasn't really gone away. Uh, there's not a lot of airflow in this room, but yeah, there's just in the center of the room, you know, just a circle burned in, quite prominent. So, do you, does anyone want to tell me about this? <laughs> we we literally just did, Ugo. You you want to open your ears? Yeah, we just and... we just said we filled you in on what we seen, which was the dark mist and burned in. Thank you for filling me in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, retcon it. Nah, don't retcon it. Let the fucking deaf cunt be outed. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anything to cover it? Because I don't want to get in trouble for that. Well, I mean, it's quite. It's there. Uh, you could probably put a sheet over. Like, it is there a rug it. or anything? Uh, no, there's no rug. It's just move a bed over it. So, you know, how the room is spaced out. It's a square room with a bed in each corner. Yep. You want to move a bed into the center of the room. <laughs> Use Move all four beds into the center. For, for what? So, like, uh, you had, like, a big slumber party. As if we slept in, like, double bunk beds. Move all the beds over the mark. <laughs> 
<laughs> is there a rug in this room? There is no rug. It's just complete wood floor. I would like to make a perception check to see if there's anything other than beds we can hide it with. In this room, I would say you, you, no need to do it. There, there is a cabinet that looks like it would house. Oh, let's some move like- the cabinet into the middle of the room. That makes so much more sense. Right, I'll grab this and you grab that in. It's it's a fitted fixture to the room itself. It's not something you can move. It's just like cabinet doors or like a closet you and doors. I could probably hinge this off the wall. All right, let's do it. It's basically doors attached to the wall with like racks inside. Okay, if. If Ugor and I both roll nat 20s... We'll pull the door off and lay we could it also, We could also just tell them what we've seen and you then could try it. also do that. But, <laughs> hey, is, that how is that how the Galavans go about let's, their let's, let's roll a nat, Let's roll nat 20s and rip this cupboard off the wall and put it in the middle of the All right. <laughs> this sounds like an impulsive decision by you. I rolled a seven. <laughs> I rolled a sixteen. <laughs> yeah, so, for, you know, Flash, you just watch Ugor and Navath walk over to the, like, this walk-in cupboard, uh, wardrobe kind of doors, and the bath grabs hold of one, tries to pull it, doesn't really get it, and you can hear the wood creak, um, and Ugo just walks up and just grabs a hold of it and just rips it straight off the wall, and <laughs> it's just now holding a, uh, like a walk-in closet door. Wait, why just the door? We wanted the whole closet. It's built in. It's literally doors <laughs> to a fitted fixture. <laughs> I've said that so many times. <laughs> it's doors to a fitted fixture. It's literally doors, and behind it are racks. Uh, well, I'm just going to put this down. There was a here. scuffle in our room last night, clearly. <laughs> Speaking Quick, of deaf cunts. Put, put, the door down, put the door down next to the thing, and then we can say that whoever ripped the door off <laughs> also destroyed that. the floorboards. <laughs> there was them. Clarky, you, Ugo, as you've done that and you're like holding this door, you just see Clarky sitting there with his arms folded, just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't do anything to help, Clarky. Clarky pulls out from the back, like of his back again, just pulls out like a set of like small tools and he pulls out a Phillips head and a couple of screws and just like points to the wall. It's too late for this. I'm taking the door with me. I'm taking it to the front reception. <laughs> it's his new shield. <laughs> <laughs> it's my makeshift shield until I get mine back. Can he use the door as a shield? <laughs> uh, he, if he tried to, I would say it would not add any beneficial to his AC by any means. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide it under the bed. I'm gonna ro- slide it under the bed. <laughs> so, so you know, these, these are like single beds. You guys can fit in them. The closet doors are from floor to ceiling high, uh, so they're larger than the beds are in terms of height. So if you're going to just slide it under one of the beds, it's going to be stupid. Let's move a couple beds together. <laughs> We've done enough. <laughs> Don't you touch leave. my bed. I am still lying down. If you touch my bed. Burrell, wake up. <laughs> whilst I'm slaying in it, watch this all happen. Let's move Burrell's bed first. God forbid I will come over there and hit you. All right, strength check. <laughs> I'm rolling an unarmed 20. strike. <laughs> 13 against Navarre. Hey, this is bullshit. Why against me? Two damage. Get rid of the temporary shield. Oh, you didn't eat the thing. I don't Take have a damage. temporary shield. All right. Well, I just took two, two, two health. He just, like, gets up and just backhands you across the face as you try to like, drag his- Not like, even. He doesn't even- He, like, comes to the head of my bed and I just backhand him. I go, Brow, we're, we're still moving the bed. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> You, as this is all happening, you just hear a knock at the door. Oh, jeez. No! <laughs> We've been too noisy in the morning, clearly. Uh, sorry, we're, we're getting uh, changed. I'm not changed! I'm naked! <laughs> I'm here to deliver breakfast. Ah, uh, come in, come in. <laughs> come in, uh, okay. This, like, older human male that looks like he's maybe in his 60s, he's got grey long hair that's in it, like a knot, very slouched over, pretty tattered clothes, pretty raggedy. Seems like they've... they've Got him working here just to live out his final days of retirement by actually doing something. Can I knock him out? <laughs> he just walks in with like a tray of food and just sees you all. One, Please no. Fuck the tray of food. One, one orc with a fucking door in his hand. He's just watched uh, as he's come into the room, you know, he's just watched the human that's laying down in the bed just over to the left slap the shit out of uh, this elf there. There's a chicken with arms. You're holding a... Philip's head and some screws, and then there's just another elf that's, like, sitting on his bed, just head in his hands. I'm 100% face palming. So this old man's just like, um, I'm not interrupting, am I? I would like to knock out the old man. Don't knock out the old man. I would like to stop him from knocking out so the old I'm man. So I'm going to grapple Navarre. 
to stop him from knocking out the old man. Okay. I was saying the motion of hitting him, you would be able to also grab him. So you've slapped him and you've also grabbed a hold of him. Don't do anything. Okay. I'll behave. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not letting you go. I'm keeping you pinned. There's going to be fan art of Baral pinning Navarre down to a bed. Shut up. <laughs> do not say that again. <laughs> it's already been said. Do not say that again. This old man is like just holding this tray of food and it looks like he's struggling a little bit to hold his. I go, Ugor, go fucking help the man. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Are you putting down the door? I, I'm, I'm grabbing the tray off him and slowly shoving him out of the room and closing the door. Are you going to put down the door first? I'm holding the door under my arm while I'm holding the plate of food and pushing this man out the door. Oh, I mean, it's... Uh, oh, okay. Cheers, mate. See you later. And who's hungry? <laughs> we should let Clarky fix the door. At least that's one thing off the conscience. <laughs> <laughs> that can be our trait. Wherever we stay, we take something from the room. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting this now. <laughs> Hold on. Are you not wanting to keep good reputation in Sledge, considering you're now trying to, like, set up a base that's connected with Sledge? Okay, yeah, let's put the door back. <laughs> <laughs> so breakfast this morning is toast uh, with some fruit. Well, that's pretty fucking boring. Yeah, the toast has got some nice jam spread onto it with some juice to the side. There's a couple sliced up uh, citrus fruits as well. Lost smash down me brekkie. Ugo, he's going to need you to hold the door in place whilst he does this. He's, you know, the door is much bigger than he is. So you're going to do that for Clarky as he tries to screw the door back into place that you've ripped off its fucking hinges? Ah, uh, I guess so. <laughs> I'm going to roll for this. I'm going to roll a performance check for Clarky. Thank God Clarky has such a high fucking charisma that it's a plus seven to his bloody performance. I rolled a 19, so he does it pretty well. He screws everything back in. The door is back on. It looks a bit skew-if. It doesn't look perfect. It looks like someone has broken it and put it back on if you stare at it, but if you just come in as a, as a glance at it, it looks like it's fine. Maybe someone's bumped into it and it's slightly gone out of place, but yeah, that's, that's what's really happened with it. Lovely. I've eaten my breakfast. I'm out. Are we going to head to the forge to check on your shield? Are we? Are we going to the forge? Because I'm not letting. I'm not letting Navarth up until we have somewhere we're going. I break out of his hold. Oh, you got an unarmed strike to get that. You got to roll. That's that's a, no 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 unarmed strike. It's it's it would be a dexterity check. Yeah, both of you and whoever I'll has. Get eye. fucked, you whore. Uh, five and a ten. So Navarth, you still he's still got a hold of you. We're going to the forge. Yes. We're leaving right. the room. I'm going to get off Navarth. I'm going to offer my hand to pull Navarth up. I grab Ugo's hand and say, get the fuck off. And me. then I pull it away as he goes to. <laughs> <laughs> I take out my short sword and I stab Ugo. You luck, are God. not dressed Roll yet. It. You are still Roll in your it. fucking underwear. Because you did not say you put your clothes on. I rolled a 23. <laughs> so Navarth is going to swing his sword that he doesn't have attached to no, him. No, 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 no. Relax, relax. I, I pull out my sword and threaten and go, I won't attack you this time. How do you pull out your sword? You're not dressed. Uh, mate, you, wanna, you don't want to know what sword I'm holding. It's his imaginary sword. <laughs> yeah, it's imaginary, right? Shing. Anyway, so you guys leave the room. You start to walk down the hall. Um, as you guys are walking into the hall, into the main atrium area to leave uh, the actual inn itself, you see the old man talking to the, the king's wife in a very like a disorganized manner. And then as you guys come out of the hallway, you just make eye contact with the queen and also the the... The old man. I'm going to walk over if you just want to continue to the forge and I'll explain. That's probably wise. I'm going to leave because I'm going to say something that's going to get us in trouble. Uh, I've grabbed Navarth's big fucking ear and I'm dragging the cunt. <laughs> fuck off, cunt. I don't have big ears. You, you're an elf. <laughs> yes, you do. You don't get a choice. So I hear you have all had a love, uh, lovely, lively morning. Um, I assume the door has been fixed? Yes, the door has been fixed and the breakfast was great. We may have been attacked last night. I'm not 100% sure what it was, but something set fire to the middle of the room. We don't have anything to repair that, but we put out the fire and you can see it for yourself if you want. Right. I'll let the king know because I think it might be something related to the other stuff we've been dealing with. So we might want to keep it under hush, maybe. Well, I appreciate you telling me. It lowers my suspicion that you may have potentially set fire to the room yourself. Not you in particular, because you clearly seem to be quite honest. Maybe one of your companions. I appreciate you letting me know nonetheless. I let her know maybe don't repair it straight away as well. 
because we might need to investigate that marking more or show it to um, Silver. Right. I will. Um, I will look forward to seeing Silver, as you call him. I'm sure he doesn't appreciate being called that. Um, I will look forward to seeing him later on today. He's always in a great mood. Just don't mention anything to do with his ex-wife. Yep. Definitely not me. <laughs> the other elf did. <laughs> great. He's going to be annoyed for days. Oh, I appreciate um, all the good times. Anyways, uh, thank you for letting me know. Um, I will tend to that now. I'm sure you have somewhere else to be, as do I. Yep. I'll catch up with the group then. So as you leave out, like the the group is just slowly making their way towards the forge for the morning. The smoke is burning. Ahead. Okay, how'd that go? That went better than I thought. Oh, that's good. So she wasn't too mad? No. Well, she was suspicious of one of us maybe causing a uh, small fire from what the old man said he saw. But we fixed the door and told her that we were attacked last night and something something attacked us and maybe set fire to the floor. I mean, I guess that makes sense that they would see us as suspicious. We kind of were all over the shop this morning. I also said it might have something uh, related to um, what we have been dealing with the king and keep it under the down low. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, smart. Yeah, yeah. The, the forge is going. Um, you see a, a young half-orc uh, hard away at the forge just... Like pounding on some steel on an anvil. I walk over and say, "Hey, mate, where's your boss?" Uh, boss? Do you do you mean the 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 headsmith? Yeah, whatever his name is. I didn't actually get it at the time. Uh, he's gone out of town for a few days. Right. I've taken over as headsmith. We're actually both headsmith. We both run this. Well, we left we left some items with him uh, just a couple of days ago, and we're wondering how they were progressing, whether they were finished, or how much longer you might have needed. Well, you wouldn't happen to be the one that gave him the giant tooth, would you? Sure, as shit was. All right, you're part of the reason that he's not here right now. To be completely honest with you. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Why is that? Well, when working on the tooth itself, the tooth separated and uh, splintered everywhere. So he's had to go to a nearby general hospital. We have one here in Sledge. However, we don't specialize in poison-related things at the hospital here. So he's gone to uh, back towards Evergreen to deal with the wounds that he has. We still have the pieces of the tooth. They are here, but that's probably going to take a few more days. Uh, as for the other project uh, that he was working on, uh, that's also been put on hold. Uh, I will be taking over for that. Uh, I just have an order to fill, and then I'll be working on that later today. Uh, part part of the way through, it's come out quite quite well so far. So that that should be ready in about a day or so. Well, while I'm here, could I possibly give you another tooth? But don't worry, this one's not poisonous. Um, what do you want with said tooth? A necklace. Okay, we we are not a jewelers. I, I hope you understand that. I'm sure my uh, the the other smith would have said the same thing to you before. No, nah, I don't. I don't recall that conversation ever happening. Mm-hmm. I I I guess we can just put some string through it and tie it together. Clarky, do you have a drill? <laughs> you look at Clarky and he's like, turns his head at you. The fuck's a drill? It looks all confused. <laughs> drill thingy. He, he like he scrunches his eyebrows in and like lifts one up and turns his head even further. Well, if you're not a jeweler, then where are a jeweler that I can give teeth to? Well, there's no jewelers around here. Then the nearest oh, jeweler. Well, then here's be, my tooth. Shut the fuck up. Uh, what about that gem trader from the other night? He might be able to do something with it. This is a good point. I wonder if he's still available. Do you still have the end of the tooth that you're going to turn into a necklace for the sunflower? You wanted the end of the tooth to be turned into... I mean, sure, we, we have it. It's it's still quite a large piece, so you can take it to a jeweler if you wish. Yep, that'd be great. The nearest jeweler, by the way, is in Evergreen. Appreciate the information. Right. Uh, yeah, do you sell armor? We mainly deal with odds and ends. We can make armor under order, but we don't generally keep a stock range, if that makes sense. It's, it's right. most... Do you know where the closest armory would be? We're all kind of wanting to upgrade our gear to increase our AC a little bit. Uh, that would probably also be Evergreen. Evergreen is the largest city within quite a distance for some time. They have uh, all manner of shops You know, you wouldn't see. Anywhere else we're out here in, in the wild. Righto. I have this sword. Oh, my. That's rusted to all hell. Yeah. Is, uh, do you, can you repair this for me? I mean, it depends. Do you mind if I have a look at it? Yeah, of course. Ooh. Oh, oh, jeez. Um, all right. Well, it's, um, it's looked like it's been through hell. Where, where did you get this? 
Ah, uh, we slayed a giant skaven for it. I scavenged it off his body. Right. This thing is probably unfit to cut anyone. It's probably dull as all hell, and it's probably the force of, from the skaven itself. I can attempt to clean off the rust and, and like see if I can reset and realign and reforge the blade itself, but it's, it's in pretty bad disarray. I don't know how much I could get from this. Uh, I'll pay for it. If you can make something out of it, that's fine. There's no rush. We'll, we'll talk money once I've actually had a crack at it, because at worst case scenario, if I can't do much with it, I can either give you what's left over or just the sword end up falling apart. I, I can't guarantee that it'll be anything and i'd rather not charge you for something that i can't deliver on that's fine let's do that i'm happy do what you can fellow man orc my my name is unari i am ugo ugo nice name and we are the gallivants <laughs> i love the way you said that um he just looks at you a bit puzzled and goes uh okay we put a g inside a circle <laughs> Uh, Right, was there anything else I could do for you fellas? I might actually ask him, does he have a dagger? Because in reality, I gave my dagger away, but I don't have many things for up close and personal. I have uh, equipment based things. I I have a short dagger. It's sharp. I mean, it'll cut things if it needs to, but it's not it's not going to pierce through an elephant's hide. Okay. to be completely honest with you, it's something that we just have and we use so, like, I can sharpen it for you and give it to you, but I, I wouldn't really charge you for it. Don't worry about it. I think I'll forego it for now. Okay. I'm happy to go on my way. Evergreen might be our best bet anyway for all that stuff. We'll head off over to the king, I guess. So, as, as you guys uh, head off and you head up back towards the main area, you walk past where this markets were the previous night before, and you notice that pretty much all the market stores are gone. Uh, but, yeah, the city's moving around. There's quite a lot of people. It's, it's still quite early morning. Not so much hustle and bustle. It's just, like, people are out and they're having a chat. You know, there's a lot more children uh, than you recollect from being here in previous times. You guys wander up towards the main entranceway and up the stairs and are met by a, a lovely lady sitting at the counter. Ah, good morning. <sighs> is the king free? Is the king free? How much is a piece of fish? Uh, about four ninety nine. Well, the king is free. Fantastic. Pl- go on in. Beautiful. I go and open curtain number three. So you walk over, you open up three, and you see a couple of guards that are like getting their gear set together, and they just look at you like. Aren't you the guy that, that walked in last night? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. I just wanted to check. <laughs> the king has seen you do this and just goes, yeah, oh, here we go again. Um, hello, good morning. I power walk up to the king and say, you fucking set us up. What do you mean? We were attacked in your inn last night. Okay. For last, show him the sheet of paper. Um, we weren't attacked. It was more that something started a fire in the middle of the room we are sleeping in and burnt this symbol into it you hand the piece of paper over to the king king unfolds it and then looks at it and goes you see a bit of a puzzled look come over on his you know his older wrinkly face and he just looks at it for a moment folds it up are you familiar with uh the cult of Abeloth? history check so brow roll rolls a 19 you, you've heard the word Abeloth mm-hmm. used before in terms of a supposed cult they Worship darker deities, they sacrifice particular things, nothing that really stands out too much. They're the kind of people that would wander around in the streets being like, join us, you know, the end is nigh. Jehovah's Witness! <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> they, they're the kind of group that would go around to try and recruit people for their cause because they reckon, you know, that what they believe in is the right thing to believe in and anything else that you believe in is not correct and whatnot. They, they go around a lot more in your face about it. So you know that much from from the cult of Abeloth. The king just goes, well, the cult of Abeloth, uh, their symbol is uh, a four-pointed star with an A in the center, which looks awfully like what the center of this is. But as for the circle with the lines, I can't really gain much from that. um, It could be a subsect of the, the cult itself or... Maybe the, the true face of the cult lies at this point, but um, they have come into town before and they do start pushing when I politely ask my guards to throw them the fuck out of town because this is a peaceful town. You know, we want people to live here happily and freely without the prying eyes or forceful nature of others. 
would any of them be able to appear in the room and disappear out quite easily? Most of the time, the cults are just faces of individuals. They're not magical by, by trade. They, they don't you know, have a large conglomerate of army as far as the general public are aware of. At least I do not know. They are called the Cult of Abeleth because they call themselves the Cult of Abeleth. Abeleth being a dark spirit that um, appeared eons ago beyond that we we know nothing else about their kind of forthgoings anyone that joins the cult either stays with the cult goes missing or remains the kind of person that you see walking down the street with a wood hat on you know claiming the world is going to end Mm. do you think that they could have anything to do with the dark lord uh this is a question that uh and i have discussed in the past if they are they they are just a front if anything, the the most of the people that are in this cult are not strong individuals. They quite often keep to themselves and don't generally have much. Uh, what's the best way to put it? They're not very outgoing. They they quite often are frailer individuals that can't really take care of themselves. So they come together as a collective to spread nonsense. So they become relevant. Right. So they're fucking useless. Probably, I'd say so. What about the old man that works at the inn? Uncle Homer. He's not a part of the cult, I take it? No. Um, Uncle Homer is a friend. He's, he's, a, he's a human in his late 70s. He's, he's quite old and he just he works at the inn from time to time because we see fit to no, that's okay. entertain him. I just, I'd never met him before and he popped in this morning and when you said that these people are generally old and can't fend for themselves. They're not I generally maybe... old. They're usually people that want to be adventurers, tried being adventurers, got their ass kicked and then went, well, I'm going to join a group that, you know, respects me and the cult will take literally anyone. So you usually end up with a bunch of people that think that they're worth something when they may not be. Right. Okay. That was our morning. I believe we came here for news about what we should be doing next. Uh, okay. Well, um, uh, Ikorg. You see Ikorg sitting over on a, a stool in the corner of the room with multiple pieces of paper, glasses down on the bridge of his nose. Oh, right. Yeah, he collects himself, collects his papers into a pile and then wanders over as he corrects his shirt. Good morning. I have done a tiny bit more digging into the um, the Witch of the Forest. Mm-hmm. The last set of people that have uh, gone anywhere near, in terms of a recount, gone near her forest and been able to walk away freely, mentioned that, well, they happen to have that particular wine on them, and that's kind of how we know for certain that they got through freely. They, they definitely had uh, Drake fruit wine. And they gave it to her uh, to appease her so they could pass through. Beyond that, the Witch of the Forest is pretty much an enigma to most. All we know is that it's a woman uh, and that she's been there for some time. Quite a lot longer than Sledge has been uh, around. Probably back into the old old days, I'd say. So it's safe to assume that she's probably still going to be there. But it's probably a good chance of it. Uh, the last recount, as I mentioned, is probably about two years ago. Did they only have the single bottle of wine or was there They only had the single bottle of wine and there were about 10 of the individuals that went through. It was a small caravan. All 10 made it through. Five to one ratio is still pretty good against 10 then. So we should only need one bottle. Realistically, yes, I'd say so. Okay. Now, Bra, you reckon you can get us it? Um, I can't afford it. But we know some information of where some is, isn't it? Well, yes. As, as I mentioned that there is a rumor, the industrial district of Evergreen, there is a set of individuals that may or may not have a bottle or are planning to get a hold of it. If you would like to head on your way to Evergreen, to the industrial district, which is on the west side of the port, basically try the, uh, the Slippery Snake Inn and see what you can get from there. Beyond that, I don't really have a exact answer on how to find this group of individuals, but um, it's either that or you storm Briarheart Manor and demand wine with money that you don't have. Well, I mean, I'm always for killing and storming. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Got lightning to boot now, so just call me Iron Man. I mean, Thor. I mean, both. Thor Man. Um, yeah, that's that's the best thing I can recommend for this current point in time. Um, however, my king, we have just not long really uh, heard word from Dura. Should I, I'm sure pressing on that information to the group probably couldn't hurt. You can see the king go, ah, yes, yes. So 
my son has reached Secrius. He reached there in early hours of this morning with uh, Gadril. They're attending to Gadril, attempting to break through the curses that adhere all over his body. Beyond that, there's nothing else we have really to say. We know that whatever curses are ailing him are also ailing you. The paladins are attempting to do what they can, and it's probably the best time to do because, you know, Secrius as a whole at the moment is having their yearly festival at the moment. Beyond that, um, sounds like you have a lead to follow. Yes, we should probably head on. Before you do go, Boral. Me. We had a conversation yesterday. Is that still of interest? Do you have a deed? We do. Be it as such. Mm. Have you discussed this with your friends? I believe that's an announcement for you to make. Morale has come to me and discussed with me the ascertainment of the land that Og once owned, his his farmlands, but as part of the deal, um, we are going to go through the area and take what belongings we see fit uh, and, and um, replace some things if need be. Something we didn't discuss, Boral, though, is if you would like, we do have many builders that live in the city. We could potentially add to the land that is there. Well, I'll leave that up to your discretion. It would require more gold is what I'm getting at. Well, gold isn't exactly the most easy thing to come by when we are still on the move, but should push come to shove, I will definitely be in your quarters. Then for now, the deed it is. He turns to his right and he has like a rolled up uh, you know, piece of paper with a stamped uh, wax seal on it. There you are. Hands it straight to Burrell. I'm going to gonna hold off for a moment. I'm going to ask if Clarky could please keep this safe. Okay, Clarky looks at you for a second and then points to himself. You're the man with the bag. He's taken back for a moment and seems a little bit happy that you, you trust him with something that important. I'm not going to hand it to Navarth. Sorry. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty fair. Appreciate you, homie, <laughs> but... And Navarth might have... Tried to steal it in your sleep or something. I mean, honestly, Burrell has a point. If anyone should have a deed to our house, it should be the dude that can make shit disappear and reappear upon will. Yeah. <laughs> you see Clarky try to put it into his back, but is having a bit of trouble. He looks at Ugor for a second. He hands it to Ugor. He then just reaches into his back, pulls out a human-sized chair, sets it down. Pulls out another chair and then begins to bring out a two meter by one meter from his back uh, trestle table that he just folds out and then just sets in the center of this room and then puts his hand back towards Ugor for for the deed. Takes it and then puts it into his back. As the king's just seen these chairs and trestle table come out of his back, he's just, ah, and he looks at Clarky. Don't worry about it. Right. I guess we will deliver this to the... Farm, then. Yeah, that would help. Right. With the deed ownership, we, uh, we we take into account lands that are respectively connected to Sledge. That would be such. Are you going to name the land or are you going to remain it as Og's Farm? Og's Farm. I feel it would be probably most apt to leave it named as it was once originally put. I, I have no quarrels with Og's Farm. What does the statue in the center of the farm mean? What is it? No, that, that is a statue of Alvera. She's a huntress of the wilds, a uh, hunting god, essentially. Og would often respect some of the old gods, and uh, he had a particular fondness for Alvera. Him and his family did. Where is Og's family? Unfortunately, his wife and son were killed some years ago. Og, Og was the only one to really make it out of that situation alive. Um, a large band of bandits rolled through, attacked Sledge, and uh, unfortunately, Og's farm was caught in a crossfire. Vextor was also attacked as well. It's a bloodbath. There were a lot of people, a lot of lives lost. I want to run into those guys then, taking down a whole city. That would have been probably about fifteen years ago. Uh, and don't don't you worry, we killed them all. For Og's family, we killed them all. Well, we should probably go deliberate how we're going to tackle the day. So, by all means, thank you again for allowing us to have Og's farm. Good shit, Boral. We'll see you on the flip side, King. I don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> uh, little one, keep that safe. Like he just nods and like gives the king a thumbs up. I think we're the only one that can keep it safe, to be honest. I don't even trust myself. <laughs>
At least you can't use it as a bargaining ship unless you want to use Clarky as a bargaining ship, which would be a horrible idea. No, it'll live in the house. <laughs> it'll be kept at a secret location <laughs> in the house. Should we need to prove that we own the land? Goodness gracious, should we have to prove we own the land, it'd be to the king and the king only. Otherwise, they're delirious. Them, them fighting words. So yeah. you, you guys start to walk out of the main chamber and uh, head out through the main entranceway, as you do with a, like piece of like parchment paper that looks like it's got a lot of daily news i'd say navath because you're a very prying person you notice it on your way out um that it has uh evergreen and then just some some text underneath with some illustrate small illustrations and whatnot on the piece of parchment that um the receptionist is reading i say oh what are you reading why does it matter to you because we're potentially going to Evergreen, so it might be important. It's just daily news coming in from Evergreen. And that daily news would be... There is a shortage of figs. Of figs. That's it. Everything else in here is all propaganda bullshit to do with the upcoming election. So you wouldn't see anything about a Falas in there, would you? Our boy Falas here, you know, he's a candidate. We haven't put him forward yet. Navar, shut up. I'm trying to get rapport. For last, you're a king. Prince. Uh, no. Okay. You do understand that the election is for kings, not princes, right? Then why is his name Prince Adam? Because he's next in line for the family. Well, then that doesn't really work then, does it? He can't have the stature of king from where he's from. Because his family used to be the seat of power in all of Gregos. So his family deemed that the only way for him to be king is to rule the seat of Gregos. Captain Jacob is also in the running as well, and he's not a king. So, so if a captain and a prince can run, then why can't Falas? Okay, well, Falas, does your people have a leader? Yes. There you go. He can't because... It's the leader of the group that he is from going forward as a representation. Who who are you related to in any case? My grandfather. Well, the only old man would be Tiberius, right? Yes. Cool. That makes sense. You look like a high elf. Tiberius would be the only one going forward for the position. It would be confusing to have his grandson also run in the same stead. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. Navarre, <laughs> are you well versed up. in this kind of politics? It doesn't sound like you are. No greater ignorance than a wood elf trying to come into human <laughs> politics. Brow, listen. Navarre, you're just you're just sad that you can't run. Entertain me. You are sad that you can't run. Because you're not from here. You're about as foreign to this fucking side of Gragos as hey, I am. Hey, Clarky, can you pass me that deed? Clarky reaches into his back and then hands it to Burrell. He's a landowner. Watch out. Just <laughs> gonna, do you want to riddle, riddle me some more there, Navar? What are you saying? Do you want to riddle me some more? Just hey, look, listen, you ripped the paper. Do you want to riddle your, me some more, It's Navarre? your money, mate. It's your money. Do you want to riddle me some more? Uh, look, do I look like the Riddler to you? Uh, you're certainly trying to get into human politics. The receptionist just looks at Falas and goes, well, congratulations on your grandfather recently becoming king uh, of the elves. But um, yeah, he's the only one that can run. Uh, unless he forgoes his position as king, then you wouldn't be able to run. You'd have to run in his stead which would mean that you would have to become king. I don't think you could be an adventurer and also be king. You could do lots of things. A lot harder <laughs> nowadays. It's a lot more politics. You could do lots of things. How's your husband doing? He's fine, thank Still you. Still kicking? He's very fine. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm glad that he's not dead. All right, I'll see you later. Bye, receptionist. She rolls her eyes and goes back to reading the paper. Hey, by the way, receptionist. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, here we go. What what's what's your name? What's, politely... Fuck off. Sorry. May I know what your name is? Why? Why? Because I I have never asked for your name. Don't tell him what it is. You can tell us, not him. You see on the front of her desk, it says the name Dima. D-E-E-M-A. Don't trust the one they call Dima. She may not be able to break her <laughs> <laughs> I say that out loud. She's just like... What? See you later, Dima. She just rolls her eyes at you. Oh, where's Sadie? Let's go get our horses. I I roll up and say, good morning, Sadie. How you doing? 
Well, you roll up to the stables. The stables are currently collected. There is a young woman there, but it doesn't appear to be Sadie. Oh, hello, young woman. Who are you? And so the young woman who has blonde hair, very straight blonde hair from the top of her head down to her mid-back. She is a half-orc, a very well-kept half-orc, light green skin. Um, she doesn't actually have protruding tusks. She, she, she has a, a set jaw. She looks like she wears like a bit of makeup, takes good care of herself. She's wearing like a crop top with a bit of midriff showing and then shorter shorts um, with some like knee-high boots on. I elbow Ugor and tell him to calm down, Charlie Brown. Good morning. What's your name? She turns around and goes, oh, these must be these bunch. Okay. Good morning. My name is Mira. Mira. Mira, my new best friend. (laughs) Everyone he meets finds their name. What's your name? Cool. Just get starts writing a list. My new best friend. friend. (laughs) Mira. Hey, Ugor, can you see yourself in her? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I have a girlfriend in real life. I feel like if my girlfriend listened to this podcast, I would be bashed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how were the horses? They're doing quite well. How's Ace of Spades? Well, I assume your horse is the one that's trying to impregnate all the other female horses. That sounds like me Ace of Spades. Good, we had to put it to sleep. You fucking what? I'm kidding. We separated it from the other horses so it wouldn't actually get itself. You were about to be put to sleep. Oh, Yella came out. And she looks unfazed by what you said. Well, she's fucking, she's lucky that I don't have a sense of humor. I draw my shorts. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's also lucky that she's like two foot taller than you, bucko. I say, can you please take me to Ace of Spades? Ace of Spades was separated but recollected up with your horses this morning. All of your horses are standing together just over there. Uh, you see Ace of Spades standing there, makes eye contact with you, and then rolls its eyes and looks the other direction. Okay, hey, I'm not the one that fucking secluded you. I actually acted like a give-a-shit when, you know, she said she put you down. I understand building a relationship with your horse, but at the same time, I don't know if they speak common. This is not going to speak back to you. But, hey, look, do as you please. Sadie's the one that cares about the emotional development of these horses, I work here as a means to an end. Right. I propose. (laughs) 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 Clarky pulls out a ring. (laughs) I I need a moment. I need a moment. (laughs) I have nine (laughs) wedding rings in my inventory. (laughs) Wait, you guys think I'm joking? No, I'm on one knee. I now pronounce you he orc and she orc. (laughs) Minor illusion and archway of flowers. You may slobber in each other's mouths. You may kiss the orc bride. So I don't know if you've ever seen like an orc before, um, like get really nervous or like uh, have the sweats or anything like that, but Ugor, uh, and I'm making this a canon thing, when you get really excited about something, you start to drool because you've got your tusks piercing from like the top of your mouth. I drool in real life. (laughs) (laughs) So it's accurate then. (laughs) So Ugor, you've gotten on one knee. Uh, Mira's just looking at you like, is your friend okay? Uh, This is, this this is, I'm like, this is a new one for me. I will do a charisma check. <laughs> that's a big no, change. Minus two is a three. That sounds about uh, right. Uh, what, what do you uh, say, no, anyways? I, I love you. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, another fan. Um, thank you. I have big muscles. He's an adventurer. Mm. It's probably better than you'll ever get. So probably consider it. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Right, you're a cunt. So I'm gonna go over to Ace of Spades. And uh, good luck, Ugo. <laughs> Goodbye. I go over to Ace of Spades and uh, I just keep an ear out to what Mira's doing because if the attitude continues, I will not hesitate to put an arrow between her head. Always with the public murder of innocent people. Yep. Are you innocent? Well, I want you dead. <laughs> <laughs> you done nothing wrong? I'll find a way. Do you have no significance on how the actual plot is going to go forward and you're just a side character that tends to horses? Die, Guess bitch. Guess what? You're going to fucking die. Anyway, animal handling. <laughs> See if Ace of Spades is um, okay with you this morning. 18. 
Yep, 16 plus 2. Maybe if you kept it in your pants for five fucking minutes and waited until all of the people have gone to sleep and then did your business, they wouldn't know. The entire time you've been saying this, Ace of Spades is just giving you a blank stare. <laughs> Can I ask where Sadie is? Um, yeah, right. So Sadie is having a personal day. Okay. What's so personal about it? Mental health break from you. She's dealing with an untimely situation that happens every so often. Who died? Not a death in the family. Something a bit more personal. So I have taken over. Right. I'd like to just check over my horse to make sure it's uh, nothing's wrong with it. And if it's the same horse. And all that sort of stuff. Yep, so you walk up to Akani. Yep, it looks at you, brings its head down into your hands like it wants to be, you know, brushed up against. Yeah, Fruity's, um, like, quite happy to see Ugor. Does a little trot on the spot. And, and Dave, Dave just has a big grin when he sees Clarky. He's a big, big smile. And uh, it, it's just very indifferent. Yeah, we're both just very indifferent. I just slide on on. I literally just like flick myself over and we're on and we're good to go. We're just we're just here. We're ready to go. I'm gonna try and do something fancy to show off. Uh, me and it are watching. I am also watching. <laughs> I'm gonna run up behind Fruit and jump over him onto the saddle. Can you do a strength check for the horse? I don't think this horse has a strength <laughs> check to clear that. Yeah, it's a five five plus ten. Uh, as you kind of just start to do a bit of a run up. Um, you see that there's like a pile of horse shit just behind it and you kind of like take a step to the side and as you like take your jump, you kind of leap up onto the saddle, but you kind of like slip off and land just to the side of the, the horse itself. It seems like if that shit wasn't there, you might have been able to make the jump clearly onto it, maybe. But um, yeah, no, that distracted you enough, interrupted your run. You dodged it. You didn't step in it. I'll tell you this, though, if you roll lower than a 10, you would have stepped in it or fell in it. So, yep, so you guys saddle up and Mira's like, enjoy your ride. You sure you don't want to come along with us? A bit more interesting than your shitty day job that meets the ends? I have better things to do. How much do you get paid an hour? I don't get paid from doing this. I'm just doing this to help out Sadie. Right, 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 right. So you're poor. No, no, no. My, my day job is I am the head stylist for the city. Ah, so you dropped out of school. Perfect. <laughs> oh, have you know that I did not drop out of school? It seems like you don't have much of an education yourself. Uh, yeah, no, we don't have schools where I'm from, but that's fine. I don't really need an education to know that you're stupid. So, see you later, Mira. Mm-hmm. You go risk your life for um, measly gold and I'll get paid the same amount and stay nice and comfortable. Have fun. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she just she just smiles at you and then thank you. Clarky, draw a sketch of her so I can remember her. Clarky looks at you weirdly for a second, like writes on a piece of paper. What are you gonna do with the sketch? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got this jar. Clarky goes to start to uh, draw and whatnot, looking at her, and she just comes over to Clarky and goes, puts her hand in the pad of paper, and then just goes, "No, no, I carry my own," and just hands Clarky. Uh, a sketch of herself that's kind of like laid up against a wall in her like short, sh- uh, that crop top and like short shorts, a uh, little bit revealing on the legs and and the midriff and whatnot, and a bit of uh, what you can see is side boob almost. <laughs> Hands that to Clarky, winks at Clarky, and then walks or uh, starts to walk away. And I'm saying that mainly because Clarky has a fucking plus four in charisma. Clarky just like looks at Ugo, shows it. And then just like does the eyebrow raises towards Ugo, puts it in his back for for Ugo. Thank you. So then, yep, she's like waves you on your goodbye, and you start to head outside of town, and you get onto the main road, heading back towards Evergreen. Ooh, and that's where we're going to end today's episode. We got so much done this episode. So many things happened. The cult and the blacksmith being poisoned and, and also the proposal, which was definitely, definitely not awkward. Not a lot happened, but hopefully in the next episode, we'll actually get some things done. We'll have to find out in the next episode of Dingoes and Dimwits.